Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe to You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today's guest is actually the host of Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. So our guest is Calvin Smith, guys. Um, So we are going to talk about a few things that I've never even heard of. And then um, he's going to talk to us about his beliefs and paranormal experiences that he's had. Cool. I'm... uh... I'm interested to see what he has to say or what he thinks. Should yeah, be... have you have you ever heard of street epistemology? No. Me either. I mean, I kind of know now because I listened to that one episode specifically, but I we got to ask him what's going on with that because I have absolutely no idea what it's about. Yeah, I I've, I've never heard of that, so but again, I feel like of the two of us, I'm like the least, um, like, like I said, I, I know less. I, the things that I do know is mostly because of you. And then if, you know, if I've researched it afterwards, um, but I don't know, I, I, I think I don't know where I'm trying to go with this. Well, here, think, let me save you. Well, we're both going to be noobs as far as street epistemolo- epistemology is concerned. So I feel like I'm not even saying it right. And I heard like a whole hour long conversation where they said it over and over. But um, yeah, I'm sure he's he's going to kind of get into that. And that might be one of our very first questions. Sweet. We'll, we'll learn together. Yeah. Well, before we uh, jump in with Calvin, I had a kind of a weird thing happened to me yesterday at work. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I don't know how to like, so I was there, I was changing my patient. Right. And, and, and like right next to his bed is, um, it's a window, right? It's a window to the outside. And, um, you like it's, it's, you can, you see people passing by the window, you know, quite frequently the the way the buildings are set up. So like yesterday I see somebody almost like they're in front of the window. And then I start looking up and all of a sudden I hear like a knock on the window. But at the same time, the, um, the blinds kind of like smack against the window, but I clearly mm-hmm. saw somebody standing there mm-hmm. and then like walk away so then i immediately like tried to you know put his put the diaper on and stuff and then start opening up the curtain like you're the 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 blinds to see who or what it was and i don't know if i just was too late and i didn't catch the person that was there but you know it it just seemed really weird that 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 happened and then right when that happens the like the blinds like smacked against the window it was it's like if they would have reached in and like kind of just pulled on the blinds or something. I don't know. Like went through the glass window and yeah. touched the blinds kind of thing. That's creepy. Yeah, that's no, I don't. it was weird. Well, so did you see the silhouette like on the other side of the blinds or was there a shadow and like maybe it was on the inside and that's why it moved? I mean, maybe, but I, I'm pretty sure it looked like it was on the outside of the window. But I, I don't know, like just based off of the way it kind of the way it went, I, I, it was really weird. I, I mean, and to roll things out, obviously windows not open. Right? No, the windows definitely yeah. not open. And, and like I said, usually I have the blinds 
closed just for the privacy of, you know, my patient and stuff like that. I don't want people like looking in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know during the day they have it open, but they have them open to where they're either up or down. So like light can okay. come in, but they're not like fully open. Yeah. Um, so it's not like anybody can actually like look in and see or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I, th- I thought that was kind of weird. Um, and I've said, um, a lot, but yeah, it was just, it was just really weird. It, it threw me off. It wasn't anything like scary or, or anything like that. It was just really weird. Yeah. How I can describe it's it. It's the best. Yeah. It's shouldn't have happened. Yeah. But it wasn't like, boo. It was just like, oh, the fuck? Mm-hmm. Kinda. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing that I can just like also exp- try and explain as to why it would have happened is if the AC would have kicked on and maybe like blown the it. The exact but, moment. Yeah. But it, it's just really weird that it happened at that exact moment and i mean i've never had that happen before with the blinds even when the curtains i mean even when the ac kicks on so i don't know i just yeah don't really have an explanation for it i just know what i saw and what i experienced so no i mean it's that's pretty odd and that's you know you're trying to figure out reasons why it would have happened and you can't so Mm -hmm. it's just one of those paranormal things yes um all right guys so like i said we are gonna have calvin on from unquestionable with calvin smith so calvin hello hello thanks for having me so thanks for reaching i was just gonna say thanks for reaching out yeah absolutely uh i i found your guys's podcast and thought you guys were um you know, doing some really interesting stuff and had some cool guests on and thought I needed to, to get myself in there. <laughs> cool. No, awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, it, you definitely had some some things that I want to know more about that I had never even heard of. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, but before we get into those, a question that I always ask our guest is, what was your very first paranormal experience that you remember? Or maybe you haven't had one like a previous guest, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably one of those cases that I myself probably haven't had any paranormal experiences, not necessarily like one, one that I kind of go to is uh, one day when I was getting ready for school, I was in high school and my bedroom was in the basement. So um, I was getting Mm. ready for high school and (laughs) I started, I started going up the stairs and as I turned to the corner to go up the stairs, um, there was a cat that ran in between my legs and, uh, and went up the stairs. I was like, okay, it's just a cat, you know, no, no big deal. And, um, got all the way up to the top of the stairs and I heard a meow and I was like, okay, where was that coming from? And I looked behind me and at the bottom of the stairs was my cat in the basement. Was, yeah. In the basement. So I was like, what just ran it? Did a rat just run in between my legs? I was like, yeah. what the heck ran in between my legs. And I, I still don't quite understand what happened. It could have been because it was six o'clock in the morning and I was a tired teenager, you know, that I was just seeing stuff. Um, honestly, not a hundred percent sure, but that's probably the, the closest paranormal experience I, I personally had, I guess. Yeah. If that counts. Sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a, a glitch in the matrix. Though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I definitely always, well, my, my cat actually just passed away like a couple months ago, but I would always blame him on sounds and noises that I would hear. I was like, oh, it's just a cat. It's just a cat. And I remember distinctly this one time at night that I was laying in bed and I saw this little shadow like run across like from my my bed to like the door. And I'm like, it's just the cat. Yeah. And then I like look over and my cat's 
on my bed. So I'm like, okay, that wasn't my cat that just ran across the floor. Like, what was that? And it was, I mean, it looked like him. It was like a black little like shadow thing. Like he does it all the time. So it's just like kind of similar experience as far as like you saw the cat and then, but the cat's over here. Yeah, that's (laughs) interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, One time there was, I I was, I had the door open to my room and there was this like thing that just kind of like ran out of the other room. And like scurried across the floor, and I was like, "What the hell?" No, this was a rat. It was a rat, the size about the size of a cat. So, so yours was actually a rat. <laughs> yeah, mine was right. actually a rat. Oh, right. It was huge. I literally thought it was Master Splinter. Yeah, that's terrifying. That's I think I'd rather it be be a ghost than it be, uh, you know, an actual rat. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. true. Problem. That's true. I uh, sometimes. I mean, that's why like people who are more afraid of ghosts than murderers i'm like i would almost wish it was murder because it's like a physical human being that i can at least try and like <laughs> defend right. myself against uh, yeah yeah but fair, fair. Yeah. yeah so i mean tell us tell us a little bit more about yourself yeah um well uh my name is calvin smith and uh first and foremost i'm a musician um i'm a guitar player which my guitar is sitting right here behind me and um i write my own music i've got one song out called empty room that's available on all streaming platforms um, so go ahead and listen to that everywhere. Um, and I, I've got a couple songs that I'm working on right now and trying to get an EP out in the next couple months, hopefully, maybe after we're done finishing up the, the move that we're doing right now. Um, but besides the music thing that I got going on, um, I have a little side gig of my podcast, Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. And the reason for that podcast is because um, a couple of years ago, um, I was one of those crazy tinfoil hat guys. I thought Hillary Clinton was a reptile. I thought that Justin Bieber was probably a reptile. I thought Earth is probably <laughs> flat. I was like, you know, George Bush did 9-11. You know, um, all, literally any conspiracy you could possibly think of, I probably believed it, even without knowing that it existed. <laughs> so I was one of those guys. Um, always have my tinfoil hat on. I was writing blogs about alien species that I had never heard of before or seen or anything, just making bull crap up off the top of my head. And one day um, I just kind of sat down and was like, you know, I don't know really what I believe as far as like religion. I don't really know like religiously what I really believe in. So I started researching, um, because my family identifies as, as Christian and, you know, different sects of Christian and Christianity. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pick up a Bible, try to read it and, and try to understand what exactly it says. And maybe it'll help me understand what exactly I believe. And, um, by the end of it, I was atheist. Um, <laughs> if I'm being honest, by the end of it, I was an atheist. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually reading through the second time right now. And this time I've got notes going and uh, so far, it's not so good. I'm still atheist. Um, well, <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I once I came to that conclusion that I was like, okay, I don't believe in any God or gods, and there's not enough evidence for, at least for myself, to believe it. Um, I need to apply that same skepticism to all of my beliefs that I believe in. I need to apply that to my alien belief, to um, Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, 9-11. I need to apply my skepticism to all this and really look at the evidence from an unbiased standpoint because I was looking, the, the answers that I was looking for, I was finding as a thing. It's like I wanted to find mm-hmm. answers that aliens were building the pyramids. So I was finding evidence, quote unquote, of <laughs> aliens building the pyramids. And um, once I looked at that from a more... Uh, doxastically open standpoint um it it 
it allowed me to kind of take a step back and realize that I was freaking crazy. And um, <laughs> that I, I, so now I'm kind of at the standpoint to where I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe aliens are here on earth right now. I do not believe that. Um, still don't believe in a God. Um, Bigfoot's not real. Um, lot, you know, you guys name it. I'm a skeptic now, I guess you could say. Um, that's kind of where I'm at now. And I discovered this guy named, uh, Anthony Magnabosco and, um, along with some people, um, in the ancient history world, because I'm, I'm a big ancient history nerd. And this guy, Anthony Magnabosco, he uses this tactic called street epistemology to get to the basis of what people believe and why, but it's a more cordial way. It's like a cordial conversation. And, um, I've been learning that method of Socratic questioning so that I can, help other people understand what they believe and why they believe it. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of use that in my show and some of the guests that I have on, I use street epistemology and kind of get a better feel as to what exactly we're talking about. And uh, besides that, um, ancient lost high technology. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it or have heard about it. Um, big names like Graham Hancock, Brian Forrester, um, Dr. Robert Schock, people like these names. Um, they, they've been, independently researching the possibility of, okay, so the human civilization as we know it goes back to about 6,000 years ago, um, mm -hmm. sometime around, you know, Egypt and, you know, uh, the Denisovans and stuff like that, you know, pretty common stuff. But these independent researchers are finding evidence that things like the Sphinx in, uh, in Egypt and the pyramids and other ancient sites go back way further than we originally believed, such as there's very, very strong evidence, which I actually had a podcast on this, which I, I talked about it myself, is that the Sphinx is currently dated at 4,500 years old. But recent research and intensive research that's been done recently um, that is not accepted by modern academia and you won't find in any textbook, it's finding that the Sphinx is actually probably closer to 10 to 12,000 years old. Um, and there is substantial evidence for that. And so things like redating the Sphinx and discovering this civilization that possibly could have existed upwards of 10,000 years ago, that's more so the, the basis of my podcast is I want to know as many true things and as few false things as possible. That comes through asking people what they believe and why and questioning the modern day narrative of history and is it, you know, did we really start 6,000 years ago or does human civilization go back further than that? So that's, that's kind of my story, I guess. Yeah. So, um, there's like 20 different things that I want to yeah. go. <laughs> I, I'm trying, I guess just based off the, like the, the very last thing you said, you know, about, uh, I guess us as humans kind of going back further than those 6,000 years. I, I, I mean, I, I know like one of your episodes recently was about Atlantis. Are you talking like Atlantis, yes. like Lumerians, like that, like even so that goes obviously further back than those 6,000 years that, that we think that we've existed kind of thing. Right. So, so the thing with Atlantis is there is um, a lot of people hear the word Atlantis and they immediately put their tinfoil hat on or they go, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to hear about these mermaid people, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no guys, listen to me. Nobody nobody looking for the lost city of Atlantis is a proponent of mermaids. That is false. That is a, yeah. that is a story. Um, the Atlantis that people are looking in these Disney movies too, like don't like these, the closest to the actual story of Atlantis would be the actual Atlantis movie where they talk yeah. about crystal yeah. technology and stuff, which is kind of what Plato talked about in his story of Atlantis. But 
yeah, kind of what we're defending, what me and, and these other ancient civilization uh, geeks, I guess you could say, is that um, Atlantis was not one, but many civilizations. And they were a seafaring civilization. And the whole story of Atlantis um, was once believed to come from the philosopher Plato from Greece around 360 BC. But what's crazy, what a lot of people don't realize is that the story of Atlantis comes from Egypt. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, Solon's, and, or I'm sorry, uh, Plato's ancestor, Solon, who came about 900 years before Plato, actually traveled on exile to Egypt because he was just, he was just, uh, he was a lawmaker and he loved to learn. He wanted to find some things that the Egyptians were doing and bring that back to Greece and make Greece a better, you know, place to live in a utopia type of civilization. So Solon traveled to Egypt. He talked to this guy named Sanchez of Sais in the temple of Sais, uh, which is no longer standing. And this Sanchez of Sais told this story of a amazing civilization with advanced technology. They still rode in chariots and they still had horses. They didn't have no flying machines, nothing like that. It was just a very normal civilization, um, but they were built um, with concentric rings of water and land um, with the center island being like uh, the capital basically. And that's where the fresh water would flow from. And he described there being mountains to the north of it. There was a giant plain to the southeast. Um, there is, uh, you, it is no longer accessible by water as of right now. Um, so Solon brought this story back to Greece and, uh, eventually passed it down through the years to Plato. And Plato was like, I need to write this crap down. This is crazy. So he wrote it down and, uh, here we are talking about Atlantis. And, and at the very beginning of the story, Plato explicitly says that this is a true story. This is 100% true. Sanchez of Sais claimed it was a true story handed down to him, which he handed to Solon, which then goes down the timeline to Plato and that everyone is attested. This is a true story. And there's, um, there's honestly a very, very surprising amount of evidence for, um, Atlantis and not even just Atlantis, just one city, but just a civilization worldwide being around 10,000 plus years ago. Does any of that evidence kind of talk about, or like prove like what happened like why all of a sudden it kind of disappeared or went underwater kind of thing yeah so there's this um i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh the younger dry city park um no, okay. no. great so so kind of i'm gonna try to cut it short but the the younger dry city park happened about twelve thousand eight hundred to eleven thousand six hundred years ago and what happened is twelve thousand eight hundred years ago there was a massive cooling of the planet which everything froze down. It was like a mini ice age going on. And then around 11,600 years ago, there was a sudden spike, which means that something caused the planet to warm, which caused all this glacial melt, uh, this glacial ice to melt suddenly, like nearly overnight and um, essentially cause global devastation and flooding. And it was just catastrophe. Um, the That's pretty much what the Younger Dryas theory is. And the reason why it's called the Younger Dryas is, is kind of cool. It's actually named after a flyer, a flower called the Dryas flower, which only um, survives and thrives in cold climates. So what was happening is researchers were finding fossilized Dryas flowers in now warm areas. And they're like, what the heck are these flowers doing here? Why are these cold living flowers here? And upon further research, um, you know, determined that it was actually some sort of massive warming of the planet, which caused um, the ice to go away and it's no longer there. Yeah. 
Um, so that's kind of the, the common consensus is that it more than likely was either sun flares or a meteor hit the earth. Um, it's, it's kind of in between those two, like someone, Dr. Robert Schock, who has researched the Sphinx for many years in the dating of the Sphinx since the 90s, he's a proponent of sun flares, which there's actually evidence all around the world of massive, if there was a sun flare of that size to cause that type of devastation, it would still be apparent today that we'd still be able to find that evidence. And, and Dr. Robert Schock is showing in places like Saqqara, Egypt, of actual statues that are literally melted, like granite statues, which are actually melted. Um, and it's uh, modern academia can't tell you what happened to those statues. They just say, yep, they're just there. They just look like that. We don't know what happened. They just look melted. Um, which makes no sense. Obviously, something had to melt it. Yeah. And a sun flare would, would do that. Um, or it could be um, a meteor, which caused the massive warming. Because, um, actually, southwest of Greenland, there's actually a crater that has recently um, kind of shown itself because of global warming and all the melt ice, you know, because humans are stupid and we're killing the planet. Um, so that crater is kind of showing itself. And there's very strong evidence that that actually was the meteor that caused the Younger Dryas epoch and flooding. So that's kind of what it is, that more so was probably the Younger Dryas is what wiped out this ancient civilization. So, I mean, technically it still got, you know, underwater, right? Like, I mean, yeah. Right, because it froze and then melted and... Right. So it's, it's funny because I actually just interviewed um, one guest that's coming up uh, in the next episode of my podcast. His name is Dr. Greg Little. And he has spent, um, ever since the 70s, he's been flying out to the Bahamas. And he's been researching this place called Bimini Road. And I actually talked about this in my Atlantis episode. Um, but it was before I even talk, got into contact with Greg. And I thought Greg was a perfect follow-up guest for that episode. So we did a whole like two hours talking about Atlantis. And so you guys got to tune in for that. It was a really fun episode. Um, not to mention, Greg is sending me some books. Like, how cool is that? And um, so, yeah, Greg Little has been flying out to the Bahamas and researching this place called Bimini Road. And what it is, is Bimini Road is about, um, it's only 20 feet underwater, and it's only a couple, I think it's like a mile or so off the coast of the uh, Andros Island, like the main island of uh, the Bahamas. It's only about a mile or so away, and it's such shallow water that you nearly can walk all the way out until it you know, obviously reaches 20 feet. Um, but Dr. Greg Little has been doing scuba diving expeditions there ever since the 70s, him and his wife, Laura. And there's actually... I mean, I can't even explain it. There's literal a literal road that is underwater. It's about a mile long, and it's these rectangular blocks that look that definitely are cut. I mean, you can look at these things and look, they are cut into rectangular shape and placed into the ground in a perfectly straight line for one whole mile underwater. And what's crazy is that 12,000 years ago, this area was not underwater. This area was above land. Um, so that would kind of lay credence to that and uh, to the younger dryest flooding and uh, the sea levels rising. And uh, so, yeah, Dr. Greg Little's been going out there. He has many, many pictures of some very interesting um, things that have tube drill holes in them. Um, that That's another thing is the tube drills found throughout the world are just, I can't even explain how crazy these tube drill holes are. And um, I don't know if you guys have screen share, but I have tons of pictures too that I can always up to show yeah. you guys but um i don't, I don't know if uh, zencaster we've never actually tried 
I don't know if Zencaster can do that. Well, it's, it's, I mean, I can always just send you guys pictures too after the show. If, yeah, if yeah, yeah that'd be great. And you guys can take a look at some stuff. Um, yeah, we'll yeah, post it with like when your episode airs too. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, you can always check out my Instagram too. I post nearly every day on my Instagram at Unquestionable Podcast, and I try to post as often as possible. And obviously, I post a couple times per episode. Um, try to promote as much as possible. But yeah, I um, this Dr. Greg Little. He's he's been studying the Bahamas for a long time. And he's actually found evidence of actual engraved writing, actually, like the letter A, E, stuff like that, all underwater in this Bimini Road that researchers are saying is naturally formed. It's a natural formation. But it makes no sense Mm -hmm. as to why there are carved letters on these rocks 20 feet underwater that hasn't been above water in over 10,000 years. I just feel like there's a lot of weird stuff out there in the waters of the bahamas specifically like you know it's just you know um i don't know exactly where and i and maybe it did this this one's a man-made thing but i remember like those you know where they they're like tiktoks or reels or just little videos where they um pick a specific spot on like google maps and they just find like weird shit on google maps (laughs) and they went to like this this one area in 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 that air in that area the the ocean and stuff like that right and it's just like a bunch of underwater statues just like in in a formation and stuff like that and yeah. it just looks really weird but i don't know i i don't know if that if that's again man-made or somebody put that there recently or if it's how old that is but it's just really weird sh- that's really a weird right. shit going on out but in I that mean, area like- we're we're so obsessed too with like getting into space and exploring space and like haven't even explored the oceans as exactly. much as we probably should have. So I mean, yeah, I'm sure exactly. we could probably find some crazy crap if we just like actually really, really put some effort into like exploring the oceans. Yeah, I totally sure. agree. My my thing is that academia is not open to the evidence of of an ancient civilization of civilization in general going back over six thousand years ago. There is um, there's the saying Clovis first, which means the Clovis culture from around six, 7,000 years ago, they started like they were the first civilization and, you know, they branched off into, you know, what we know as civilization today. Um, but if you try to, if you're a proponent of anything before Clovis first, you are immediately labeled a pseudoscientist. You're put on ancient aliens and you're a kook. <laughs> Um, it's, yeah. uh, it, it's a given like people like, um, uh, Dr. Robert shock, like who I've mentioned a couple times before, um, there's a documentary called mysteries of the Sphinx. And I talk about that entire documentary in my episode, um, the age of the Sphinx, where I talk about the, you know, the different theories on how old the Sphinx is and Dr. Robert shock, he entered the Sphinx enclosure expecting the Sphinx to be 4,500 years ago. He was a skeptic. He was like, there's no way this thing could be older than this. But he said within two minutes of him looking at the Sphinx, he knew that it was over at least over 9,000 years old. Within two minutes of looking at the Sphinx for the first time. Um, It's just that apparent. It's literally the evidence is right in front of you. And he presents this evidence thoroughly, like extremely thoroughly, not only in the documentary Mysteries of the Sphinx, but he also presents it in front of a peer-reviewed conference. Him and a man named John Anthony West, who was the first proponent of this theory who has since passed away. Um, they both went to a conference and they were like, we're going to try to present evidence of the Sphinx being older than 4,500 years old. And they were laughed out of the auditorium. Uh, they were told they have no evidence when they 
literally were giving nothing but evidence that, that I mean, yeah. like what else? And their, their thing, the modern academia's thing is, okay, so if there was this civilization over 10,000 years ago, where are they? Where are the cars? Where are the buildings? Where are the roads? Where are the blah, blah, blah. Okay. For one example, one, Bimini road, there's your road, you know, <laughs> like yeah. you want evidence of, um, it's, it's crazy because you think about how your car, my car, at least my old car was only 30 years old and was nearly rusted to pieces. Was nearly. <laughs> yeah. So think about 10,000 years on your car. Yeah. There's going to be nothing left. I mean, buildings, they're left without being mowed for a couple days and they look like crap. You know, I, imagine 10,000, 12,000 years. It's going to be gone. It's going to be nothing. It's going to overgrow. It's going to be hundreds of feet under, um, uh, you know, from, from wind erosion and different uh, bedrocks rolling over it. It's, it's going to disappear. It's not going to be there anymore. And yeah. um, researchers don't want to accept the fact that there are remnants of this ancient civilization. They're just looking over it or they're saying, oh, these people just did it with their copper chisels and, and bronze hammers. You know, they, they made it. Okay. With their copper hammers, they cut, carved, and placed two and a half million blocks on the pyramids in less than 20 years. May I add, because, and to, to do that in less than 20 years, they had to have cut, carved, and placed each block. They had to place three blocks per minute for that to be possible in 20 years. Hmm. I would love to see how they did that. The thing yeah. is, is that academia cannot replicate this. They can't do it. That's why they just say this is how they did it. There's no instructions on how the pyramids or the Sphinx was built. The Sphinx is mentioned nowhere in Egyptology. It is not mentioned anywhere in hieroglyphs. Nowhere. It is nowhere to be found. No one knows what the Sphinx is, who made it, where it's from. It just was there. Um, so what you're saying is aliens <laughs> well, hold on because i'm i'm gonna i'm like trying to like figure out where i want to go but you can answer that but also what what kind of I, and there's a reason why i'm asking this so there's going to be a follow-up question or i guess yeah i guess a question yeah. um but what what kind of technology are we talking about here like obviously it wasn't copper copper hammers and right. chisels and stuff See, so like what what do we do we know or do you have they figured that out? Well, that's the thing is that we don't necessarily know if we could find the smoking gun, then yeah, we would know. We would know how they're building these, these um, structures. And man, I wish I could show you guys the pictures. Cause man, I, I, <sighs> I could, uh, so for example, a good place is, um, uh, let's say Pumapunku is the first place that comes to mind. Pumapunku, um, which is in Peru. That is um, a really interesting site. There are these giant blocks called the H blocks. And they're actually cut and carved into exact H shapes. They look like the letter H capital. Um, but the precision that is done in carving these rocks is we couldn't do that today, or we would have a extremely hard time doing this because not only are they doing it to extremely hard rocks, such as like granite, rose granite, um, dolerite, you know, very hard rocks, but they're doing it so precise that, I mean, you put a level up to it. It's perfectly level. And uh, not to mention, you can't fit a piece of paper in between some of the creases that are, they're just so exact, mm -hmm. exact 90 degree angles. And what's crazy about these H blocks is that they're magnetic. Why are they magnetic? 
There's mm, absolutely yeah. no reason on earth why they should be magnetic and researchers still cannot explain it, but they have magnetic field around them. Why do these yeah. giant magnetic H blocks exist? And it's cool because so, they're yeah. the way that they're cut. Um, it almost looks like in some cases that they were either melted or um, so, so like, let's say researchers say that how they cut it, is they would take essentially a giant saw and, you know, saw back and forth and, you know, go, you know, like you would saw a piece of wood or something. The issue is the striations on the actual rocks. They're vertical. They go straight down. So it looks like someone literally took a butter knife and just butter knife cut straight through this granite, which is a seven out of 10 on the most hardness scale. So it's one of the hardest rocks to work with and carve even today. And it looks like they cut through it like butter at a 90 degree angle, first try, no cutting back and forth, no going back and forth, just one smooth cut. How did they do that? We have no idea and nothing we have found or can make today is able to explain it. So then let's go follow up statement and then question or not statement, but I guess, um, so one of our previous guests, um, Wajid was on and he's more on like the spiritual uh i guess side of of this like uh atlantis and stuff and so he was basically on the show was was saying that his beliefs are that you know atlantis and lumeria were civilizations that happened before us and that basically they like blew themselves up Mm -hmm. essentially and then we restarted again and that we're like on the verge of possibly doing it again kind of thing and it's it's just a cycle that keeps happening right so so again, that, one of the reasons why I asked about like, do we know what kind of technology is because, you know, you're talking about the extreme cold and then that extreme heat. Could it have been because he he kind of described it as like a, an atomic bomb times a thousand, like you know, way way more powerful than we're we're capable of doing currently. Like we're not at that level yet, I guess. Essentially, right. Um, Which I mean, from what you're saying, you're describing as far as a solar flare, I would imagine that something like a solar flare would be that. You know what I mean? Yes. Exactly. So. Yeah. And uh, that's that's what I would say, too, is that, um, yeah, a nuclear bomb is is. I guess it's a theory that you could use, but the only issue is that people like Dr. Robert Schock, that's one of the first things he went to is like, OK, if let's just say there was a civilization over, you know, that was this old. Could they have had this technology? Well, he's tested. There's zero traces of any type of radiation or, um, you know, anything left over from a nuclear fallout that would, you know, be a catalyst that even if we were to set off a nuclear bomb today, we could still find remnants of it, you know, a couple thousand years in the future. Um, So, uh, I mean, look at Chernobyl, for example. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that a solar flare is probably a more likely, um, I guess, possibility, because like I was saying before, I don't think the Atlanteans were anything advanced that we would call advanced. I feel like Plato was calling them advanced because, um, you know, they, he did mention that they had like crystal technology that they were using Mm -hmm. crystals to build, um, their society and, and able to channel some power from these crystals or calcum. Um, but you know, there's not whole, there's just recently some evidence kind of coming out from crystal technology. I haven't looked a ton into that because um, honestly, it's a little woo for me. But I mean, if there's evidence <laughs> for it, there's evidence for it. I got to accept it, right? So um, that's my thing is I go where the evidence leads. And, you know, this this theory that civilization from 10,000 years ago that had 
high technology, which all in all was just chariots and horses, you know, nothing super advanced. Um, you know, the fact that it, it, it makes you sound crazy, you know, and I don't want to necessarily believe that there was a civilization over 10,000 years ago, but the evidence is there and I go where the evidence goes. And that's the whole point of my podcast is presenting the evidence that we need to look more into this because there's some really crazy stuff that we don't understand. And Egyptologists and researchers that are part of modern academia, they just say, we don't know, just forget it. They probably just did it with their chisels and stuff. It's that's <laughs> yeah. how they did it. Whatever. No, we got to look more into it. Cause there's some really, <laughs> some really crazy stuff. stuff. Yeah, for sure. No, that's yeah. And, and I guess I've never, uh, I feel like I've always heard about Atlantis and like some of these lost civilizations in more of a, a woo sense exactly. versus, you know, like what, what you're kind of talking about now like with the roads and, you know, some of these other guys that have actually researched it and, you know, found evidence Yeah, versus like exactly. physical evidence versus like, this is what I believe. Right. Kind exactly. Of thing. So, and that's the thing yeah. is that there is, there is physical evidence for this. You know, there's a guy named Randall Carlson. He's a geologist and he, um, he has a podcast called Cosmographia and he actually did uh, a nine or 10 part series on Atlantis. Um, overall it's 11 hours worth of Atlantis. Oh, talk. And Randall Carlson <laughs> is a professional geologist. He damn near proved the Younger Dryas Epoch by himself with the amount of research he did. Um, he, him and Graham Hancock together were about to, you know, just about proved it um, demonstrably, which at this point it did happen. There's absolutely nothing. It, it happened. There's, there's nothing we can say about it at this point, but yeah, Randall was one of the first proponents of it. And he looks at the story of Atlantis from a geological point of view. He looks at the geology and could it be possible that, Earth could have supported a civilization from 10,000 years ago. Were there weird tectonic things going on? Was there sun flares? He breaks down like from a geological scientific level on his podcast, Ge Ge or Cosmographia. And I cover a lot of that in my podcast about Atlantis. I talk about Randall Carlson and his theories. He thinks that Atlantis is actually part of the, um, the Azores Islands, which are also, um, they're just off the coast of Portugal. And uh, there's, I think there's uh, eight, there's nine islands is what it is. There's nine little islands. And he believes that that actually at one point was the civilization of Atlantis. It was these multiple islands and uh, okay. they basically would just hop back and forth to each island. And I mean, if you look at the Azores islands, they're really crazy looking. Um, modern academia says that it was built by um, uh, volcanic activity. It was just all the work of volcanoes is why these perfect islands right perfect <laughs> like, islands here um yeah. but Randall carlson totally disagrees with that and um he thinks that like the straits of gibraltar um at the north of um egypt and stuff that something is going weird as far as geological there that caused some sort of flooding event to go on on the azores islands so he's kind of a proponent of the azores islands um, but there's mm. other people that think like um like myself i used to think that atlantis was located in the middle of africa um, which is really interesting, the ricotte structure. Um, which, <laughs> the ricotte structure, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's really hard to even describe it. It's like this, um, it looks like you would think Atlantis would. It's concentric rings. There's a couple concentric rings, and it's actually called the Eye of the Sahara. So if you go to Google Maps, type in Eye of the Sahara, it'll bring you right to it. And it's in the middle of Mauritania, which is um, just off the, the coast of the Atlantic Ocean. And 
it's interesting because Plato says that the, uh, the city of Atlantis had red, white, and black rocks that built it. Inside the Rakat structure, there are red, white, and black rocks that are native to that area. Um, elephants were abundant on Atlantis. Elephant bones are found in the Rakat structure. Um, there was fresh water and salt water in Atlantis. At the Rakat structure, um, there's actually salt deposits all around the entire thing. That's why it's so noticeable from space and why it's called the Eye of the Sahara is because it has these salt It deposits. literally looks like an eye. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did and, you Google it, Eric? Yeah, she's probably like, <laughs> okay. Well, now I gotta look at it. I don't want to. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to listen. And, um, but now I'm gonna Google. No, you're all right. Um, and <laughs> Plato also mentions mountains to the north. If you look at it, there's a mountain range to the north. To the south, there is a giant open plain. You look at the Rakat structure to the south. There's a giant open plain of desert. To the west, there is an opening to the sea, which. Mm. 10 to 12,000 years ago, the sea level was higher, which actually brought the Atlantic Ocean closer to the Rakat structure, which would have filled it full of that salt water, making those salt deposits and causing that opening to the west, which you can actually see on the Rakat structure. Yeah. Um, so, and fresh water actually plumes from the center of the Rakat structure and nowhere else, um, which is interesting too. There's actually a well that is at the center of the Rakat structure. So it's like so many weird coincidences. Not also... Yeah. The diameter, sorry, the diameter of the Rakat structure is 23 and a half kilometers. And Plato describes the diameter of Atlantis being 23 and a half kilometers. Um, so, so then is it possible maybe that he was there and this was something completely different than Atlantis? Well, see, that's like, the thing is that it's Mauritania is very close to Egypt. And Sanchez of Sayas, mm-hmm. when he was telling Solon this story... He said it was a lost land to the west, and to the west of Egypt is the Rakat structure. Hmm. It's a lost land to the west. Yeah. So if that was the city of Atlantis, I mean that—that's it. It's yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, there's actually yeah. a documentary called uh, "Visiting Atlantis" that came out in 2018, where these uh, two researchers actually flew out to the Rakat structure, filmed a whole documentary over there with all the evidences, and I think that's available on YouTube now. Didn't used to be, but um, yeah, check that out. There's they go over all the different evidences for that possibly being the location of Atlantis. Hmm. That's interesting. That's so very great. Well, so then, I mean, obviously, <laughs> like I, I get the sense that you're more of a facts like skeptic. Like, give me yeah. the proof. So then, so then, what is your, I guess, belief in like? I guess you already said ghosts and cryptids, but like in, in aliens then, like, is it, is it all bullshit until you can see it in your hands or you have like evidence kind of thing or like, how, yeah, how, how do you feel about that? And then how do you finally come to the conclusion that like, okay, no, yes, this is something that I believe or, you know. Oh man, that is legit. literally the hardest question for me to answer. <laughs> okay. So as of right now, I do not have sufficient evidence to believe that aliens are walking around right now. That they're that what, really what about that like they, ins- I don't even have sufficient evidence that they exist at all, frankly. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have evidence that, or I have seen evidence of mysterious flying crafts or objects, flying objects in the sky that we are not able to explain. Um, mm-hmm. The plural of anecdote isn't data, so any it doesn't matter how many people say that they were abducted by aliens or that they have seen aliens that they've talked to the Pleiadians or they, you know, whatever it, it, the plural of anecdote is not data. So we need 
people can lie for any reason. And I just need to assume that these people are lying until they give me enough evidence to support their claim. I mean, because I could say a leprechaun abducted me last night and took me to space and made me meet uh, Jerry the Pink Unicorn. Okay, great. That's the same thing as me saying an alien abducted me and brought me to Pleiades and I met these, you know, Nordic aliens. It sounds just as crazy if I'm being honest. So I need, I don't know what evidence it would take to convince me, but I know for a fact that unidentified flying objects, so anything in the sky that you cannot immediately identify is an unidentified flying object, anything Mm -hmm. in the sky. Um, So that is not evidence of extraterrestrial life coming hundreds of thousands of light years away just to fly around our planet for no reason. Um, I believe if anything, that the UFOs that we're seeing are reverse technology. Maybe they, excavated something, um, which people like Bob Lazar, um, which I'm sure you guys have heard of. Um, mm. he's a proponent that we, we actually excavated, um, one UFO at some point, And that's one that he was working on in S4. Um, so that's something interesting. So maybe something tens of thousands of years in the past crashed and it's just been sitting under the dirt for that long. I feel like that's very probable. Um, but once again, Bob Lazar just saying it doesn't make it true. We need evidence yeah. of it. Um, Bob Lazar is an interesting character, though, because he has made some claims that have since come true since the 80s, yeah. um, you know, like Element 115 and, um, you know, stuff like that. So some weird stuff. But I don't know if I necessarily believe aliens are here right now. Um, I don't know. It's it's very hard for me to answer, if I'm being honest. But I mean, I'm open to it. If someone can show me demonstrable evidence of aliens, then I'd, I'd accept it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of feel, t- well, I think it goes along the same. I know, I know we've discussed as well that, cause we're not going to sit here and say that we believe every single thing that like somebody posts we've on heard. Facebook or like, <laughs> right. yeah, we've heard or, or anything like that. I mean, we've, we've had our, ex- our experiences. And like you say, those are anecdotes. And, and, and at the end of the day, like you can say, I don't believe you and that's fine. You know? Yeah. Um, but I also feel like, like what you were saying earlier about um, what was it, Doctor Shock, and they were that they did the peer review, or who was it that was doing the peer review? I'm yeah, sorry. it was Doctor Robert Shock and uh, John Anthony West. They both went and uh, got got their stuff peer reviewed and laughed out loud. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I feel I feel like a lot of times, you know, in certain situations like that, it could it could be the same situation where like okay, like well, we present some evidence that we have, but because nobody takes it seriously or takes it as takes it seriously and and like. It's pseudoscience. It's a, it's a pseudoscience. So, right. you know, people laugh at it and then they're like, okay, dude, you're, you're, you're fucking stupid. Or you're crazy. You know what I mean? So I feel it's along the same vein and I don't know, but that's just, that's just the way that's, that's how I feel. And, but I, I get like what you're saying is like, I, I'm, I'm the type of person that look, I I've seen photos on, on Facebook. I've seen videos on YouTube and I'm like, all right, well there's this, there's that, you know, <clears throat> like there's explanations for certain things, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to sit there and say that everything that I, you know, see is like, I don't, I don't believe either. You know what I mean? Right. At, at the end of the day, I think you have to like take a leap of faith for certain things just to try and find that data, find that, uh, 
find answers because if you kind of just dismiss it at, right at the at the like on the onset, then you're never gonna be able to figure anything out that way. You know yeah. what I mean? Which I don't think that's what you do. Obviously, you do right. a lot of research and, and you do try and get information, but yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean that's my thing is that I used to be in the boat where I believed everything. I used to believe everything as far literally anything you could say for an alien. You could say an alien landed outside your window and gave you an ice cream pop, and I would probably believe you. Um, that it was literally to that extent. So my thing is that we need to be a little bit more skeptical. Okay, so um, a lot of people will, for example, see a UFO and just immediately say that's an alien. Um, okay, well, did you look at the flight schedules for the day? Did you make sure there wasn't any planes going? Because I did. Um, did you, you know, did you make sure there wasn't any weather balloons going off? Did you make sure that there wasn't some weird bird or something? Um, did you follow it? Did you record it? Were you able to record it? You know, where was it? At what time of the day? We need to ask so, so, so many more questions. And uh, that's the things that a lot of people will see. UFO and go, alien, boom. And I have a picture on my phone right now from three, four years ago. Um, that I just was driving down the road home from work, saw a black thing in the sky, pulled out my phone, took a picture out the window, got home and decided that was a UFO. No reason, no reason for that. I have no reason to say that. And I still have the picture on my phone too. Um, I have no reason because I look back on it and I still say, I have no reason to think this is a UFO. That could easily be a blimp or something. I don't know what that was. So why am I saying it's an alien? So I think a lot of people are just too quick jump the gun um they don't ask enough questions yeah i i I definitely agree with that um i know it like i said just experienced uh, it like a day ago no literally (laughs) yesterday yeah yeah yeah, yesterday um and and other things like for example um we had somebody send in a picture of like these lights in the sky right um that it looks really weird and you're like you you immediately want to think ufo like you literally so then i was like Okay, so where I live now, uh, SpaceX, they just opened up their, you know, I live in Brownsville, so SpaceX just started doing their launches down here and stuff like that, right? That's cool. So my thing was like, wait a minute, let me look at this real quick because I think there might be something here. Yeah. And, I, and I immediately went to SpaceX and then just Googled it. And then the first thing that came up was the SpaceX Starlink. There you go. And I started seeing images and I was like, this is what they saw. And so then I was like, it's unfortunate. Like, you're like, damn, you know, like you wish that was, it was something, but it just turned out that it wasn't, you know what I mean? Exactly. Or, or like the image that, that, um, I, I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but I, you know, I have to bring it <laughs> you up. Can't help yourself. Yeah. So yesterday I, somebody posted a, a video and well, the, the funny, well, okay. I'll, somebody posted a video and, mm-hmm. and they're, they're seeing a lightning, it's a lightning storm. Right. And then in the middle of this lightning storm, there's like this little, kind of dot white dot yeah that's like dancing around in the image and you can even see like a little quote-unquote plasma trail okay yeah so (laughs) so then i'm looking at this image i'm like at first i I thought it was just the lightning and then then i I saw on the bottom people were talking about this little thing and then i go back and i see the video again and then i see the dot and i was like oh okay and then i see in the video there's a street lamp i was like oh it's a lens flare and because I have an like almost an identical image where I'm taking a picture of this this house uh, in Mexico, uh, like literally across the border, where I took a picture of this image and my wife goes, "Hey, what are those three green dots in the window?" I was like, 
what the fuck? So I look at my photo and I'm, and I'm looking at this image and I'm like, holy shit, what the hell is this? And then I see on the bottom of the, of the picture, there's these, there's this light post with three lights. I was like, wait, let me try this again. So then I put the camera up and then in the, in, in the, when you put the camera up on the screen, you can actually see the three dots in that window. So I'm like, oh, okay, go. it's, it's a reflection off of the, yeah. off of this thing, you know? So like, so then, but these people, like, sometimes they'll post on, on, on these websites, not necessarily, they'll ask, like, what do you guys think? But they're not really asking, what do you think? They're asking, they're saying, give me what validation for what I'm seeing. You know, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, we're by no means, like, yes, we do believe in things that we maybe don't agree with on certain things, but we're also not the type of people who believe every single thing that somebody tells us we have our healthy dose of skepticism to try and disprove and once we can't explain then obviously for us it's it's paranormal it's not normal so okay then to go from there you would need to start doing more research but again how do you go on with the trying to collect this data when you don't even have you can't repeat it or replicate that's that's interesting so like where i would be like as far as ghosts and stuff go so like um for ghosts, I uh, let's say I have an experience and there is something that, uh, like, let's say I had an experience again and there was another cat that ran in between my legs while I was coming up my apartment building or something. I wouldn't immediately say that was a ghost. I would say, I don't know what that was. I want to know more about that thing. We need to continue to investigate that thing. And then if I don't come up with answers to it, I still don't put a label on it. I still say we still need to continue researching on it. I still don't know what it is. I'm not going to say it was paranormal because all in all, I, I'm not hundred percent sure how to even define paranormal or supernatural because everyone seems to have kind of their own definition, definition. of it. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the thing is it's, it's, we almost need to figure out a definition of what we're even talking about before we put a label on it. Um, mm. And uh, so that's the thing is that paranormal is not paranormal is not, testable we can't test the paranormal just like you said so it's hard why would we use that label to call something if we don't even have a way of testing that is kind of where i come from um that's kind of my standpoint on it yeah no, that, i mean that makes that makes sense yeah yeah i just wanted to bring up uh again because i was like going listening through a lot of your your episodes when you had i already forgot her name and i should have written it down but oh, no. The flat, the flat earther. Yep. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring her up. Oh my god! Oh, Robin, wow. I know you're listening. And I love you. Oh, that was. I was, I was like uncomfortable just listening. I was like, I'm not even in the room, but I feel like I'm like. Oh. No, yeah, I like, love Robin. Honestly, to be completely honest, I, I think she stopped following me on all social media. I know. Um, uh, because she, she. She still continues. Uh, I think last week is the last message I got from her, but she was like almost every day sending me, you know, pictures, videos. She was trying to debunk my ancient lost technology stuff. And I was, you know, she didn't have a rebuttal for my rebuttal. So I guess that means I won. Um, But I had a rebuttal for her flat earth and then she didn't have a rebuttal for that, which means I guess I won again. So um, that's the thing is I I wanted to have a flat earth around because if the earth is flat, I want him to convince me, you know, if I've never been to space, so I can't say 100% sure that it is flat, you know, Mm. um, she came with a lot of claims, but not 
enough evidence is the thing. Like she had, I saw this YouTube video. This guy said this, here's this meme that I saw that looks, that's funny. And, and I'm like, okay, but Robin evidence. And the, the thing is, is that I, I had a couple things written down for her that I, I want as like a rebuttal for a couple things that she may bring up. But overall, I didn't really have too much notes. I just wanted to kind of hear what she had to say and comments on it. Um, but the thing is, the things that I had written down were facts, and it was evidence of Globerth that I would fire back at her. She didn't have a response for that. She would just say, it's it's going out of your view. You know, my, my biggest thing is flat Earth, okay? So if the Earth is flat and the sun is up here, it's not a million miles away or, or, or however far away, nine million miles. It's local. So when I'm looking at the sun and it drops below the horizon, what happens? How, how on a flat earth is it rotating above you, but I watch it drop below a horizon? I don't understand. She says her claim is that it just goes, quote unquote, goes out of your view. So if you put a quarter down on the table and you bring the quarter away and out of your view, it'll eventually disappear. Um, but that's that's not how it how it works. I don't watch the sun get further get smaller away and smaller it until it disappears. Right. I don't watch it get smaller and smaller and it disappear. It is the same size and drops below the horizon. And she tried to say something like like it does shrink a little bit, which uh, because of um, uh, you know just because of how far the sun is away from us and because of how our eyes work and how the Earth's atmosphere works. Yeah, it does actually appear to shrink a very, very slightly, very slight degree as a drop dropping below the horizon. But it doesn't like shrink. It's not even visible yeah. to the human eye. It's very hard to even measure. Um, yeah. But it does. It does shrink a little bit. So I did give her that. But um, it doesn't, I mean, it does go out of my view. It drops below the horizon. <laughs> um, I, I I had always joked with Eric that I wanted like someone like a flat earther to just, to just talk. And then after hearing that episode, I was like, maybe I don't. Yeah, maybe no. I think, I okay, think so I, I'm on yeah. like five or six flat earth groups on Facebook. That's how I found a flat earther. She's the only flat earther that messaged me out of the five or six flat earth groups um, that I'm on. Now I'm only on two because I've been blocked with all of them. <laughs> um, Cause they found me out. I'm a, I'm a shill. Um, I work for NASA or something. Um, <laughs> like where's my paycheck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, but it, it's, it's like, they, they think that they know something that they don't know. It's, it's essentially faith. They're, they're pretending to know something that they don't know. And the thing is that they're going to these people on YouTube who are like, oh, you know, look on Google maps. It looks like this and this. Okay. Don't mind the researchers who have spent 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years of their life and hundreds of thousands of dollars on education studying this specific thing. They're lying about it. Really? Like when did, when yeah. were they informed that they're, that they're actually part of like, was, did they get a promotion? And they're like, all right, let's go to this room. We're going to give you the, sh we're going to give you the deal that's going on with earth. It's not really round or whatever. It's yeah. So, oh, but the Egyptians said it was flat. The Egyptians also were frankly fucking stupid. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't have telescopes. They didn't you know, like, they yeah. just weren't as smart as us to be completely honest um, to an extent. Mm. So, yes, of course, the Egyptians said it was flat. So did all the other ancient civilizations that they look outside and it looks flat. Great. Mm -hmm. That's not what it is, though, because you don't yeah, realize yeah. how small you are. You're itty bitty. Yeah. Yeah. I right mean, now. That's my rant. And this and this. Yeah. 
No, I mean, I, I definitely, again, I, when we were talking about this whole thing, as a, oh, okay, and going back to the video real quick, so the, the chick ended up actually, I, I, I want to say she deleted the video because I tried looking, I was trying to show my wife the, the video, uh, and I went back to, was trying to go back to the thread, and either I got blocked from the, I don't, I didn't <laughs> no. get blocked, no, 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 I didn't get blocked from the group because I can still oh. see posts from the group, but either she blocked me from, like, the post or she deleted it or the group deleted it because it's not there anymore and i know that there was other groups um or like other people in there that immediately jumped to oh it's an alien ufo a lot of people were also saying a lens flare and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. there are people in these groups who aren't necessarily it's not that they don't believe it's that they there's healthy skepticism in what you know because I, I again, I believe that that's necessary in order to try and get right. proof. You know what I mean? Because if you just believe everything, you know, like then that's, the Earth that's, is flat, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, sorry, my, my it's, thing is that like the the I noticed that almost all of the flat earthers are Christian because the Bible does say in the first couple verse that the that the Earth is flat and that there's a firmament and that you know there's the Earth separated the. Um, or God separated the earth from the waters and, you know, blah, 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 all this. So the Bible says that it's flat. So any um, fundamentalist Christian or uh, any anyone who's real deep down in that, they'll believe it. And so my thing is that if you can break down their religious ideologies, you'll be able to break down this belief, this frankly absurd belief that they believe in flat earth and giants and angels that have, you know, hundreds of eyes and tens of wings and multiple faces and that there were talking donkeys and that, you know, there was a flood that covered the entire world, but somehow the Egyptians had no idea what was going on. And, you know, it's like, there's a lot of things that, that were going on, but I mean, I guess kind of going back to the, the flood thing, I guess I kind of do believe in the flood itself um, the, the Noah's flood, but I don't believe the Noah's flood story, I guess. Um, I the think art. that they got this, the thing yeah. right on the flood. I feel like that's what the younger Dryas epoch was and the, the flooding that caused the destruction of this ancient civilization, whether you want to call it Atlantis or not. I feel like Atlantis is just kind of a name we put to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's probably not what they were called, obviously. But, um, yeah, I feel like that the flood was more than likely real, just the, um, the story of you know millions of animals and getting on a small a boat smaller than the Titanic and how did the kangaroos get back to Australia and the penguins get back to the South Pole and how, um, yeah I'm not sure how that we'll just, yeah but if you can break down the religious ideologies you can break down these other beliefs that they have that they're holding because of the Bible um, everything mm-hmm. from people coming back from the dead after three days to um, nine hundred year old men building a boat so yeah yeah again i i think like if you close yourself off to like if you so okay so we grew up catholic right where i mean i don't think we really consider ourselves catholic anymore we do still have beliefs and faith in things mm-hmm. um but again it and I, and I just sound like a broken record i'm just saying the same shit over and over I think the skepticism is what kind of like, sets us apart from those kinds of people who just blindly believe in these books, who blindly believe that, that dinosaurs didn't exist because they weren't in the Bible. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like the wow. Bible, you know, didn't, is. Didn't you know that the falsehoods were put there as a test? Oh, by God. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, I, I think the stories in the Bible have some truths to them. Like yeah. you said, the, the flood, you know, um, I'm sure there was things that happened that, that, you know, did actually happen. Like the whole thing, like I loved the, the movie with Christian Bale, the, uh, Exodus, I think it was called, it was Christian Bale, right? I never saw Where, it with Moses. Okay. So like in the, in the movie, it was it was Christian. He was Moses, right? But they were giving explanations for why these things were happening. Or like, I think he didn't start hearing God until he like he bashed his head, and I guess he had a concussion, so he started hearing the voice of God and and all this stuff. And m- the main thing from this movie that I, I thought was interesting was the parting of the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. So he tosses the sword into the ocean because he's upset because I think his brother gave him the sword or something like that. Um, the, the, the sword goes into the sea and that's like, and then all of a sudden or into this. Yeah. And then the, the tide goes down. So now they're able to cross through this. Right. So now everybody's walking across. So that's how he parted the sea was. It's not necessarily, he parted it and like these walls of water started coming up. It's that the, the tide went down, the water goes away, they're crossing. And then as soon as his brother and his army are coming to, to take them back, the 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 tide comes back up and just washes them all away so i thought that was like i was like okay well that that that's that makes cool. more that sense more, yeah it makes more sense than you know this man putting a staff in the water and these walls of water coming up and people going exactly. through it you know what i mean so yeah um yeah, <clears throat> I, from I, what I i've agree. been told by christians they like they have found chariots and stuff in the ocean and stuff so i yeah but uh yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things like that are in the Bible. And so that's the thing is that I've been trying to get a Christian to come on my podcast because I really want to talk about the Bible and why they believe it. So if anyone is listening and is a Christian and wants to talk to me about the Bible um, from the perspective of an atheist and why I'm atheist and why you're, you know, why you believe in in God or or even if it's Allah, if you're Muslim or Buddhist, if you believe in any type of God, I want to talk to everyone. And, you know, because that's the thing is how do we know that the Christian God is the right one? How do you know that the, the Pastafarians don't have it right with the flying spaghetti monster? How do you know <laughs> that the Muslims don't have it right or or the, the Buddhists or the Hindus? How did you come to that conclusion that Jesus is the savior? How do you know he wasn't just a good magician? What if, what if he's just good at magic? Um, yeah. I want to, you know, I really want to talk about the reliability of or the Bible, alien. but it seems like nobody is willing to, to talk to me about the Bible because I'm atheist and they think that I'm going to be like this firebrand atheist and, you know, denounce them and call them stupid. But that's the reason why I made my podcast and why I'm doing this street epistemology thing, street epistemology, which I'm going to give you guys a, a guy to look up. His name is Anthony Macnabosco. I actually had him as a guest on my podcast. Yeah. I don't. Um, and this, the Socratic questioning, it's not at all me asserting my beliefs on anybody. It is them asserting what they believe and me questioning them um, using just simple questions, Socratic questions, you know, um, on a scale from zero to 100%, why do you believe that? What would convince you to change your mind? Uh, you know, what makes you so confident? Just simple questions that in- induce a little bit of critical thinking. Because sometimes people don't realize what they believe until they say it out loud to themselves. Um, and I've done that a lot for myself. A lot of things that I didn't realize until I get on a podcast and I start talking about it and then I sound stupid. And <laughs> But... Um, yeah, that's my thing is I, I want to talk to a Christian about why they believe in the Bible. And um, it doesn't seem like anyone's willing to 
to step up to the plate. So if anyone's listening and wants to come on. <laughs> I feel, I feel yeah. like the way that we talk about religion, we probably don't have those people as our listeners. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I don't I think know. I have too many on my <laughs> end either. Yeah, yeah, but I was yeah. actually I was surprised to hear that you had read through the Bible and like yes. are reading through it again because I, I don't know and maybe it's just like the people who have like had a change of heart that I hear more about that they read through the Bible and they're like oh my gosh like I have realized the error of my ways and this here this paper and this book of fantasies is like the true whatever yeah so you know it's, it's interesting to hear your perspective where you're like i read through it and i'm reading through it again and i'm like eh. yeah <laughs> it's I, done doing anything for me you're actually not the first person who i've heard say that they've read through the entire bible and either became an atheist or confirmed their atheist atheism I, like mm-hmm. right. yeah they it, it so that's it's kind of interesting to me that that you know Right. But again, I, I it's just the I think it's the mindset of people is that if you're going in with the mindset of I already believe everything in this book, now let me read this book with yeah. my beliefs, then of course you're going to continue to believe what's in the Bible. But if you're going with it into it with questioning, okay, this this and that, then obviously you're going to come up with different answers. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because the, the thing is that the first time when I read through the Bible, first of all, I didn't like what it said. Like whether I believed in God or not, I didn't like what was in the Bible from the slavery to the blatant racism to the misogyny to yes. the murder, the rape, the incest, everything that's in the, I just straight up didn't like it and didn't think that it was a book that anyone should read and like. It's um, basically everything that that's against, like everything that Christianity is supposedly against. Yeah, exactly. But it, I mean, and I love when I say, "Oh, but in Leviticus," and they say, "Oh, but that's the Old Testament." Stop. Yeah, you can't have the New <laughs> yeah. Testament without the Old Testament. You need to have the yeah. old law to have the new law. You need to have, you know, <laughs> a reason for Jesus to kill himself to die. You know, <laughs> that's the whole point. Um, and and so it's like you you have you have to accept the Old Testament and that that is true. That means that you believe that the earth is 6,000 years old, whether you want to say that or not. Um, oh, yeah. no. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. Because, um, I mean, you can't take the New Testament without the Old Testament. Otherwise, the New Testament makes no sense at all. Um, and then and then you have it that, they, you know, people pick and choose what they want to, yeah. you know, And then they accuse the atheists you. of cherry picking. But it's like, okay, but... Mm-hmm. You, you didn't even know that there was slavery in Leviticus or Exodus or Genesis or like basically every chapter of the Bible, there's some slavery verse (laughs) or incest. Like guys, I'm like 50 pages into the, into the, the, my second read through of the Bible still in Genesis. And I'm just underlining the accounts of incest. (laughs) I mean, Jesus Christ, there's so much. Literally Jesus Christ. Christ. (laughs) So much of people living five, six, seven, 800 years old even though yeah. god said yeah. in like the first um i think it was genesis uh, i want to say it was genesis like two five or somewhere around there that Abraham. that he said that we cannot live past 120 years old yet directly after that verse there's someone living to 300 years old and then 400 <laughs> years old and then 300 years old again like it just keeps going it's like why did god say that we can only live to 120 if this guy gets to live to 300 and then Noah yeah. is going on to live 900 years. Yeah. Built yeah. a boat that didn't do anything. You just like, like made a boat and like for a flood <laughs> that like lasted a year. And like, and the fact that God has to make rain, the reason why we have rainbows 
is because he God needs a reminder not to fucking kill us all. God needs, uh, the reason why you see a rainbow is so that God is reminded not to flood us all again. That's the point of rainbows, guys, according to the Bible. Oh so gosh. God I, apparently forgot that he killed all of humanity. Well, if we had any religious fans, I think we've lost them all. Probably, in but you know what? come on over and talk to me. I talk shrewd epistemology, and I promise I'll be a little nicer to you if, I, if you're talking oh to goodness. me. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, yep. I'm like, should we change the subject? Actually, no. well, now that we're no, 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 we can come at me, it's but, all me just firing off. Yeah, we're we're not helping either, though. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even know if this is going to be any better. But so you know, you're you're talking about um, you know aliens like not necessarily being here physically or like in the skies physically. What is what's your belief or how how do you feel about like dimensions and like interdimensional things and stuff that maybe is here but we can't quite see it because it is in a different dimension very interesting yeah um i think it's interesting because there is i I don't know the evidence right off the top of my head but i know that i have read um some things that that are proponents of you know some type of dimension other dimension that we're unable to see or hear um and like for example there's like uh, light frequencies and sound frequencies that we as humans aren't able to see or hear, but other animals are able to see and hear. So who's yeah. to say that these other animals and, you know, creatures aren't able to interpret some sort of other dimension that we aren't able to uh, comprehend. Um, yeah. And that kind of goes into the subject of like drug usage. Um, I was going to so, kind of like, lead into that EMT, too, but perfect. Um, yeah. I've never personally done any psychedelics myself. Um, although I'm open to it, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, same, um, same, um, same, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know because I haven't had my own experience, but from right off the bat, I'm, I'm going to say if I ever did have a psychedelic experience, I'm going to attribute it to the fact that I took mind altering drugs and that it messed with my head. And that I am purely seeing an illusion. I am in a delusion. So I should not take any of that as demonstrable fact. So like the people that are saying that um, that they see like God and stuff like that through these, um, like it, or travel to another dimension or, you know, whatever through uh, psychedelic usage. Um, once again, plural of anecdote is not data. And everyone seems to have their own separate experience. So how can we determine that they actually are having experiences or that there is this other dimension if they all have different experiences. Um, Mm -hmm. So as of right now, I think it's a cool thought. Like I think if like, if aliens are here, if anything, maybe they could be like in UFOs and as they're traveling to their destination, I guess you could say they're skipping dimensions. And essentially we're one of the pit stops on their way to their destination. And that's why we get these different ufo crafts and stuff in this in the sky i kind of have my woo woo hat on right now but i love it no, what, if anything like maybe they're skipping dimensions and that's why we see like tic tac ufos we see saucer ufos we see like pill-shaped ufos we see weird looking crafts all the time um maybe that's what it is is there are different alien species or crafts that are skipping through dimensions to get to their destination quicker uh, or through wormholes or something like that i don't know um, see, so yeah, I'm, I'm open to it. I definitely think that there's something to it. Um, really curious as to what would be like in a black hole and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely thought Interstellar was a great movie. 
I never yeah. seen it actually. It's been oh, on my watch list. You need to watch it. No, it's... you have to go. As a matter of fact, as soon as you get off of this podcast, <laughs> you need to go watch that movie. Well, I mean, it, I actually I'm glad that you brought that up, Eric, because it, it is almost like a it it starts off as like a science like astronauts just going out into space, and then like we don't know what is in a black hole, and we don't know certain things in different dimensions and blah blah blah. And it, I mean, yeah, it even though it's a movie, and like yes, a lot of it is is probably fake, but it just kind of makes you go like, hmm, like yeah. I mean, yeah, if seems Neil. Neil, uh, what's his name? Neil Tyson Neil deGrasse. Tyson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse. Tyson. <laughs> if if he was on board with the movie, I mean, like he, he saw it and he was like, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I I don't think he a hundred percent was like, yeah, this is a hundred percent fact, right? But I mean, he agreed with some of the science that they did use. Definitely. So I mean, yeah, it's I mean, if nothing else, you're gonna watch a great movie. For sure. Yeah, Personal I opinion. Things about it, so yes. I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, I just I think it's like yeah. a pretty long movie, so I think that's the only reason yeah. I, haven't, I haven't picked it up because I don't feel like sitting there for three hours. Yeah, I think I broke up um, the new Snyder cut of Justice League into two viewings, so <laughs> you know, you have to do that. Can make it happen. I, I think that just consciousness in general is really crazy. And we just, we absolutely have no idea on how the brain works. And, and it's cool because like, when you think about it, it's like animals, like, like a, like a deer, for example, when a deer is born, that thing is born and ready to run from predators. Yeah. If a deer is born and there's a wolf nearby, that thing is going to immediately stand up and fucking dip. That's yeah. crazy. That the fact that this thing was literally, just born and is already standing up and doing like knows what to do consciousness is just so weird yeah. when does it begin how does it begin we have no idea how consciousness arises and yeah. why do we have the thought processes that we do and the intelligence that we do rather than you know other animals because frankly we are not built to really survive in our environment i mean we're found all over yeah. the world but we're i mean we're naked you know we have no fur on us we have no Teeth, no nails, we can barely walk, our bones are all broken and misshapen, we have a bunch of vestigial organs. We're a mess. But <laughs> then you look at like an iguana that's living on Galapagos Island that's thriving, can literally live probably longer than I can on some fucking seaweed. Um, how is yeah. how are we adapted to our environment adapted? But you know, it's like how how does consciousness even work? Like, how did they yeah. I don't know, live for this long and, and turtles. Yeah. Turtles, yeah, for turtles. example, it's like, how do like turtles not eventually just like, you know, like the Galapagos tortoises that can live to like two, 300 years old or yeah, whatever. How do they not at just one point stand the fuck up and been like, yo, I'm a turtle, you know, like I've, I've yeah. been learning, you know, over these 200 years, you know, like how does consciousness work? It's really crazy. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's there's a question that I had and then we started talking about that. So now hold on. Let me let me just try and backtrack and remember what that was. because uh, it had to do with the deer standing up. Damn it. It's gonna come to me, Eric, if you have something. If not, then I will just you don't? Okay. I really wanna ask this question because we're gonna hang up and then I'm gonna be like, Oh wait, that's what I was gonna say. Damn it. I know, now we're just going to sit here awkwardly. <laughs> I don't know 
feel pressure and like I can't think of the question. If you do you think know, of it and, and after we hang up, then you're welcome to message me and I can try to answer it for you. And that's you can true. put it in post script or something. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, damn it. Calvin, thanks for being on. It was yeah. super fun. And like I said, if we had any religious followers, they are all gone now and probably hate us. And it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's kind of my fault. But you know what? They can. They're, they're welcome. If they're offended, they can come on over to Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. And uh, they can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Discord, YouTube. Um, where the hell else am I? I'm pretty much all social media platforms. You can find me and you can message me and bitch me out there. And you can come on my show and bitch me out and I'll just, you know, I'll just sit back and I'll listen and I'll let you go. And you know, that, that'll be that. But um, yeah, I do really do want to have a actual like formal debate with someone as far as Christianity goes. Cause um, I feel like that'd be a really interesting show. To I do. would listen um, to that. And I, I haven't been in a formal it. debate, so I'd very much like to do it on my show. Or if someone has a show and wants me on it, I'd be welcome to do it. Um, so yeah. yeah any, anyone who's offended, don't be offended at Eric and Michelle, uh, you know, fight me. <laughs> I mean, we we didn't really help either. We were, yeah. we were agreed with a lot of it. So I think I think we had avoided this kind of topic for a very long time. But that's fair. See, I'm I'm the kind of person to where I'm very open with my feelings. So if you don't like me, I don't really give a shit. I can I can deal without the listener. To be completely honest, um, if you want to debate me, cool. If you don't, cool. If you like to listen to me, awesome. If you don't, that's even better. Um, but I I just. You know, I am who I am, and uh, if you if you want to talk about it, I'm more than welcome to be cordial about it and have a straight epistemology, you know, question with you, so that I'm not offending you. Um, but uh, if you come on my show and, and try to be try to be mean, then uh, you can expect a little pushback. I'm still saying, baby dear, baby dear, baby dear. I'm gonna trigger that question, and I cannot trigger the question, so oh, I'm yeah. just gonna let it go. We were trying. We were trying to. It's a you know, dang it, extend yeah. it. To yeah, try no, and I did, I did, it literally the whole time I was like, baby dear, but no, I don't, I don't know. So I'm just going to let it go. All right. <laughs> but all right. So again, thank you, Calvin. And thank then, you. um, yeah, I mean, you already said where we could find you, yeah. right? You can if you find me on anything Instagram, else Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, I got a new YouTube channel. So make sure to go uh, click subscribe to that and share it with your friends and family. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much all social media. My podcast is available on all streaming platforms. I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. I'm not, I'm not hard to find. And Alrighty. on social media to find you, it's, it's how, unquestionable. How, yeah, on, um, on YouTube, it's unquestionable podcast on Instagram at unquestionable podcast on Facebook. It's unquestionable with Calvin Smith, um, discord. I'm unquestionable Calvin. And I have, um, on Spotify or YouTube, you can find the link to that. So you can click on that and go right to my page and, you know, have a, have a talk with me if you want it directly over there. Um, anyone is welcome to message me on Facebook Messenger through my uh, Facebook page. I answer any and all questions, and uh, you know you may even get an opportunity to be a guest. And uh, yeah, you can find me uh, Twitter at w or at uwcs podcast on Twitter. And uh, what else? That's that's pretty much it. I think for the major ones. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. I think I've said it five times already, but Absolutely. thanks for being on. Thank Appreciate you guys for it. having me. Yeah. Thank you for reaching out. So yeah, that was, uh, I was going to say Calvin Harris, Calvin oh Smith, uh, Calvin uh, Smith. I, it, that's, it's cause that's what I do to remember people's names. I associate them with other people's names and sometimes I fuck it up, but Calvin mm, Smith. Yes. Sorry. But yes, Calvin Smith. Um, like, 
I well no, I guess I didn't mention this, but I, I was definitely nervous. I think that's why I was so quiet at the beginning because I didn't want to say something <laughs> to trigger then, like a- <laughs> yeah, like a debate. Because the last thing I, I honestly don't want to debate on this show. I, I don't feel like that's what we are about here. Is yeah. not debating. Um, and I and so right off the rip when he's like, yeah, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe in Bigfoot. I was like, um. Yeah, let me see where this goes before I jump in. <laughs> so the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Let me tell you what it's about. No, I mean, but but that was the thing is like I I knew all this before I said like, hey, yeah, be on the show. But like, um, who was it, Keith uh, Murphy? Like mm-hmm. episode like five or something like that. One of our first. I mean, he he's technically a, a skeptic. I mean, he had some experiences. But, you know, he he was a skeptic. And even still, I was like, yeah, it's, you know, just because you don't believe everything we do doesn't mean it can't be a good conversation. And like I said, I mean, I know that he was super into like this lost ancient technology and and these lost civilizations and things like that. And and because we had already had Wajid on fairly recently, I was like, this will be a nice little contrast. And I feel like it was. I mean, Mm -hmm. I it was it was really cool to hear like a different um, perspective, I guess. so and to to hear someone who doesn't believe as far as like ghosts and stuff like at at a a certain extent i think you do have to have like some sort of like blind faith that that it's there because again this is still like it's it it is a pseudoscience people don't really want to i mean people obviously want to research but there's just so many people out there who are doing it the wrong way that it yeah we can't it can't grow you know what i mean yeah so well and what always blows my mind too is like people who are like oh yeah i i saw a ghost once or oh i had this really weird thing happen to me and oh like a b and c and then like but i don't believe i'm like well then what do you think like what what is your answer for like what happened and like why i don't know i can't explain it it's like but i mean but and and it, and so yeah, I mean that it happens, but then like nobody's like, okay, well then let's try and explain it, or, or you know, yeah. or people do try and explain, it and they're like, nah, yeah, it's like, or, all right, well, we're just not smart enough to actually figure it out yet. Maybe there's that, like so, we figured out X-ray or gam- gamma rays. Gamma rays. Gamma rays. I mean, they're all rays. They're they're, yeah. they're all things. Yeah, those things, sound waves. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was definitely a, a, an interesting perspective. Like, I, I, I mean, I get where he's coming from, and and I mean, obviously, I'm not going to close my mind to any of that because, again, a lot of this stuff is, I mean, it's paranormal, I guess, for a reason. Like, or, or again, the definition of paranormal is kind of different, a different thing to different people. But I just think like yeah. it's it's something that still needs to be explained and. And like he mentioned, those doctors that went to, uh, you know, to give that information and then they mm-hmm. got laughed out of that. I mean, I feel like that's kind of similar to what happens with these, you know, ghost hunters who are l- trying to legitimate, legitimately do it the right way. People don't, you know, like they laugh them out of of, of places because it's just, they just don't believe in the science or believe in what they're doing. So it's, you know it's it's a difficult mm-hmm. thing I, I i feel like it's very similar in that sense but you know yeah i'm still saying baby deer baby deer baby deer trying to trigger that question it's not it's not coming to me so i'm gonna have to let it go like for real but i'm sure um, it's gonna hit you at some point three during o'clock the in the night. morning when yeah. i'm trying to sleep yeah for sure and definitely wake up write it down and then ask him tomorrow yeah 
But all right, guys, Eric, where can these lovely people who have actually stuck through it and haven't totally abandoned us find us? Hopefully, after the whole religious talk, they didn't decide to abandon us. We we love you guys. Like I said, we respect what you um, believe, even though we may not one hundred percent believe it. We, you know. Peace, love, and positivity, guys. But if you want to uh, try and contact us, we can. you can go to webelievedyou.com. There's a little button there where you can click on it and it says contact us. You can tell us a story. You can tell us that you want to be interviewed. Or you can give us a topic that you want us to discuss in our deep dives. Uh, we also have a link on there, which has a link to all our social medias. And we also have a link where you can listen to uh, the different platforms you can listen to the podcast on. So if you want to click on that, you can do that as well. If you want to buy merch, there's a link there too. And if you want to donate, you can donate because like we've mentioned before, it's not free for us. It's free for you. And and that's fine. But I mean, if you want to throw some money our way, we're not going to say no. Dollar, two dollars, yeah. five hundred dollars, like whatever. It's all good. But definitely share your stories with us, guys, because we believe. Do you?